It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to give Franz Wagner some love. It's time to talk a little about Terrence Ross, and it's time to get ready for a six-game homestand that's going to tell us a lot about what's real and what isn't about this Orlando Magic. Let's finish off the week strong. It's time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 11th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, We're going to hit some odds and ends. We're going to talk a little bit about Franz Wagner, why he is still having an incredible season despite the Magic ignoring him at times and really the national media ignoring him at times. So we'll give him some love. We'll talk about Terrence Ross's big breakthrough game uh, from Wednesday night uh, and and why it stood out so much in a season that's been a really difficult one for the veteran. And then preview this upcoming homestand and why it's going to be really important to see what sticks here in the next six games. We'll get to all that coming up here. In just a moment, but first, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's the first thing in the day, whether it's right when we upload, whether it's on your way to work, on your way home to work, on your way to tonight's game, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's great podcasts throughout the Locked On Podcast Network covering every single team, so check them out when you can. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Every week, NBA.com puts out their uh, rookie ladder. And every week, inevitably, I I get messages or I see messages from Magic fans, whether it's on the subreddit, whether it's just the communities that I kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, I crowdsource. I I, I surf around different Magic uh, sub-communities just to hear what you guys are talking about uh, because, you know, I'm here to serve you. So I want to know what you're talking about. Um, But inevitably, every week there is some statement to the effect of everyone is overlooking Franz Wagner. Everybody is not keeping their eye on who might very well could be or should be rookie of the year. Now I could do the, I could do the traffic getting thing and say Franz Wagner should win rookie of the year. Um, And honestly, in most seasons, he probably would. Um, Franz Wagner is having a rookie of the year caliber season. The problem is, this is a ridiculously good rookie class. Um, a ridiculously good rookie class. Um, I, I think Evan Mobley is probably going to win Rookie of the Year this year. Um, that's no knock on Franz that he won't be able to. Franz will be first team all, all rookie for sure. Um, if he isn't, then we can riot. Franz Wagner is having an incredible season. And I don't think we are giving it the attention it deserves. Certainly, I'm not. I've kind of glossed over it um, in many ways. And, and certainly, I think one of the big issues that the Magic have faced this season 
and an issue that they'll continue to face as the year go as the year concludes here. They need to get Franz the ball more. They need to keep him involved. They need to get his shot attempts up. Franz Wagner is a has started every single game this year. He's the only rookie to do that. Um, he because of that he leads he leads all rookies in points scored. He leads all rookies in a ton of uh, statistical categories. His efficiency is above the league average. He's the only rookie to be shooting above the league average in field goal percentage, three-point field goal percentage, free throw percentage, effective field goal percentage, and, and I believe also true shooting percentage as well. Averaging 15.5 points per game, he trails only Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. More natural scores, top two picks in the draft, obviously, in uh, in scoring average. Shooting 51.9% effective field goal percentage, 36.4% from beyond the arc, 4.6 rebounds per game, three assists per game. He had he leads all rookies in 20-point games this season. Um, there are just all these markers that would just tell you that Franz Wagner is having a, a, a really, 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 really good season. And again, almost any other year, undoubtedly, he would be rookie of the year. Um, again, Evan Mobley, uh, right now, he'd be my pick to win rookie of the year. He's just been he's been transformative for Cleveland's defense. Cleveland is in the playoff race. I, I do think that that matters a little bit. And you know, I think just the narrative on Franz just isn't there to win the award. Part of that is yes, he's with Orlando with a team that isn't winning very much. The other part is that you know he's had a couple thirty point games. He's had a couple big games, but he isn't the featured player. Um, you know, I think. People still aren't quite ready to say that he's the future all-star of this team, except for real, real big NBA nerds, um, and there's plenty of them. Um, and, and I think I, I certainly we flipped what we thought about Franz Wagner from the beginning of the season. Um, but Franz has just been a steady drumbeat, um, you know, and, and that honestly has been the most impressive part to Wagner's season. It's been a steady drumbeat every single night. Uh, you know, you, regardless of how involved he is, you know you're going to get a pretty good outing from him. You know, you're going to get efficient scoring from him when he does touch the ball. You know, you're going to get 15 points for 15 points every single night. Um, you know, it's very, very rare that he scored fewer than 10 points. It's happened a little bit more recently, but um, you know, Franz has gone through a couple rookie walls and he's burst through them uh, on, uh, on the other end of it. And I would expect, you know, with this homestand coming up that we will see Franz continue to kind of build that build some momentum and kind of rebuild rebuild his consistency that that maybe he's lost a little bit because of fatigue or or whatever that you would expect from a rookie. Um Franz has been really really good. Again, just just no other way around it. And and the biggest complaint that Magic fans have, the biggest complaint that I have is he's not involved enough. He takes 12.6 field goal attempts per game, but there are plenty of games where he's the guy that's scoring and he's the guy that has had the the biggest impact offensively and, and the ball doesn't find him. Um, you know, I know I've made this comparison several times, but I used to say about Aaron Gordon that Aaron Gordon shouldn't have to worry about his scoring because if the offense is working, the ball will find him. He shouldn't have to do much to get the ball. Franz Wagner is the same way. Right now, when the Magic move the ball effectively, when the Magic do get the ball going and, and their offense working in the way that it's supposed to work, the ball finds Franz. And Franz usually makes really good decisions with the ball. Um I think it does say something that Franz doesn't have the typical hero ball approach to when he's on the on on uh, the dribble. Um, he looks to attack, but if the attack isn't there, if he's turned away, he moves it. He gets the ball out to the next guy. He gets the ball out to the next option. Um, that's like really good maturity for a rookie. And, and again, there, there's plenty of places where Franz can continue to improve. Franz has got to be, I think, uh, 
better finisher. Um, I think his finishing is, is, is good, but can still get a lot better. Um, you know, I think he can, I think he's got to develop that, that kind of two dribble, uh, mid range game. Um, he'll be unstoppable if he gets a consistent mid range jumper, if he gets a consistent dribble pull up game, it's going to be really difficult to stop him. And, And so, there is still a lot of work for Franz to do and a lot more that Franz can do to get better. But this year has been a dream for him as a rookie, as a rookie. Um, and it's important to say that, you know, now that we're entering the final phase of the season, we're a month away from the end of the season. The season ends April 10th. Um, it, there's still a lot more that Franz can get better at and, and, and a lot more that he will get better at um, as he continues his career, as he continues to move through the course of his career. Um, why he's not getting the accolades now? Yeah, it probably has a little bit to do with there weren't expectations for him to do all this. Um, no one's really watching the magic outside of me and everyone else listening to this podcast. Um, the, the ratings certainly would suggest that. Um, the magic are the worst team in the league. Uh, and, and I don't think Franz carries kind of the same weight and appeal that Kate Cunningham or Jalen Green or even Evan, Mo- Evan Mobley does. Um, even Josh Giddy for some reason, gets bigger publicity because – Maybe the numbers are more eye-popping. You know, maybe the triple-doubles mean something. But Franz has had 30-point games. Um, but more than anything else, you know, when you look at rookies, rookies are bad. Um, you know, I, I read a comment, you know, someone left on one of my articles complaining about how Jalen Suggs is playing and saying, Jalen Suggs is so bad. Why are they still playing him? And it's just like, like, dude, rookies are bad. Rookies don't know what they're doing. Rookies make a ton of mistakes. Franz makes a ton of mistakes. But he doesn't look like it. And that's been the most impressive thing about Franz Wagner. It's not necessarily the production. It's not necessarily the scoring. It's that he's doing that consistently. It's every single night. And while we all agree, I think most of us agree that the Magic should be getting the ball more. The Magic should be looking for ways to expand his role within the offense. Maybe that's something that they figure out and work on in the offseason with him. Um, But Franz has played his role perfectly. He's done it consistently. Uh, and you can count on him to make good decisions. Um, and, and to say that from a rookie player who's still going to be learning and still going to be improving, that's frankly, that's just huge. That's just a big, 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 big deal. Uh, and it's been really impressive watching Franz work. It's been really impressive watching Franz play and kind of provide all this and, and be all this. Um Will he win Rookie of the Year? Probably not. Um, the buzz isn't there. The narrative isn't there. The voters aren't watching the Magic anymore, um, you know, if they ever were. And, and that's part of re- the reason why Fran- Franz isn't getting the attention that he rightly deserves. Um, I would note on all those NBA rookie ladders that he is consistently fourth. Um, if anything, uh, you know, the consistency is even there and how he's perceived around the league among his peers, among fellow rookies. Everyone, you know, he doesn't have maybe the big burst games as often as uh, Cade Cunningham or Josh Giddy or even a Jalen Green, but he plays a lot more consistently than all of them. He His numbers are more consistent than all of them, and I think that's a big reason why Franz has been so exciting this season. Um, so don't be, you know, don't be upset that he's not going to win Rookie of the Year. Don't be upset that maybe he's being ignored. Just know the Magic got a really good player. Um, and, and there's a lot to get excited about as he continues to grow and develop. I want to talk a little bit about Terrence Ross and his difficult season and why hopefully Wednesday's game is a sign that maybe he's coming out on the other end of it or just that the Magic just got a nice little torch game. We'll talk about that coming up here 
in just a moment. But first, it's that time of year again. College basketball's tournament is finally upon us. Congrats to the UCF women's basketball team on winning the AAC. Uh, from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day for your next lesson. Check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Terrence Ross remains a fan favorite player, and he absolutely should be. The human torch was a big part of the Magic's 2019 run. He is the last player remaining that Rob Hennigan acquired, which shouldn't make him so nostalgic, but... He is the old head on the team. And as everyone on the team, all the young guys on the team, made sure to remind him uh, how old he is when he made that 360 dunk on, on Wednesday. Like Terrence sometimes has to show the young ones that he's still got it, that he's definitely still got it. But um, no doubt, this, this has been a difficult season for Terrence Ross. Um, it's been his worst season since 2016, since before he got traded to Orlando. Um, or, or, you know, be our outside of the injury riddled 2018 season. Um, it's been a rough year for Terrence Ross. It certainly isn't the year, isn't the Terrence Ross that the Magic have grown accustomed to over the last three seasons, especially those two seasons when um, the Magic went to the playoffs. His scoring has dropped from 15.6 points per game in 2021 down to 10.3 per game this season. Uh, again, just. Uh, a, a low for him in, in, in quite a while, a low for a healthy season for him. He's shooting just 47% effective field goal percentage, which would be the worst of his career, including 30.2% from beyond the arc, the worst of his career there too. It, it, it's, it's hard to say why this is happening. Some of it is, yes, Terrence Ross tends to shoot inefficiently. His field goal attempts are down to nine per game from 13.4 last year. He's up around 12 in 2019 and 2020. Um, so it's not like he's out hunting his shots, but Terrence Ross is a bad shot taker. He is a, he is a bit of a chucker, but that is the role the magic have carved out for him. The magic put him out on the floor to take shots. Um, and, and that's the biggest threat that he provides is his ability to get shots off and the gravity that he, that he still creates, um, for creates for others. It hasn't helped though, that Ross is playing on some pretty bad in some pretty bad lineups. Um, yes, having Gary Harris out there helps a little bit. Um, having Markel Fultz out there helps a ton too. But Ross has had to play with those bench groups with RJ Hampton running the show or Jalen Suggs running the show or 
out there with, you know, the Admiral Schofields or the, you know, or, or, or whoever the Magic have coming off the bench. It hasn't been the best group to kind of give Ross the space uh, and, and, and the touches that he needs to be really, really effective. But still, it's been a poor shooting season for Terrence Ross, and it's been a poor season on a number of fronts. Orlando just hasn't had the human torch, hasn't gotten the human torch at the level that they're accustomed to. When you look at Terrence's kind of game logs, there are little pockets here and there. There's the, the big game against New York, obviously, early in the season. We scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. He had 18 in the loss to Charlotte a few a few days later. Um, he had a little stretch before his injury uh, on the West Coast trip where he scored pretty consistently. Um, but other than that, you know, 33 at Boston, at Boston in the overtime loss, um, 32 against Washington in, in that close loss in January. Um there's been opportunity. There's been moments where Ross has looked really good. And then there's been stretches like he's had really over the last month. Scored 21 points against the Pistons on January 28th. That was, that was a big win for Orlando, but then didn't score in double figures again until February 8th um, for another two weeks, essentially. And he only scored 11. He scored four, 12 of his 14 on Wednesday in the fourth quarter. So he still has that ability to catch fire. He still has that ability to get going, but for the Magic, it just hasn't been enough. It hasn't been what the Magic need from him or hasn't been the magic what the Magic kind of need to get from him. He scored nine points against Phoenix on two for 10, shooting one for six from deep. He scored five points against Memphis in that blowout loss. He scored six against the Pacers in the overtime loss. You know, when the Magic really put him out there in the fourth quarter, it's a kind of boy that 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 group couldn't, he couldn't do it. He missed a lot of tough shots. That led to runouts. That led to fast break opportunities uh, for the Pacers. It's it's been a frustrating year again for Terrence Ross. It's been a frustrating year to watch Terrence Ross because of that. Um, and, and you know, I don't know what the fix is, and I don't know what the point is. You know, Terrence says said it best. I think after Wednesday's game, when asked about being in a shooting slump, didn't seem super thrilled about being asked about that. But he said, you know, I'm just going to keep shooting. That's that's all I can do, and that's all the magic can do. That's all the magic can hope for from Terrence, um, that he knows how to f- keep shooting and knows how to figure out how to get out of this little downturn that he's been in. Um, it's definitely been a detriment to this team, no doubt about it. Um, you know, it's it because Ross is such a shot-focused guy, such a high-usage guy, when he's really struggling, it's a drain on the entire team. It's a drain on that second unit. And with the, this Magic team having even a, a smaller margin for error than previous iterations of the, these teams that he's been on, um, it makes it really hard to win. Um, you know, you look at how the Magic kind of give away leads or give away big deficits. It's stuff like that. It's stuff like the like Ross kind of shooting them out of it. Um, he's always been the kind of player that can shoot you into a game or shoot you out of it. In 2019, 2020, even to some extent last year, the Magic had guys who could kind of lift up the team if Ross was cold. This Magic team does not have that, especially with Cole Anthony struggling and and Jalen Suggs struggling. The Magic don't have a lot of guards that kind of attract attention, and that only makes Terrence Ross's job harder. The Magic have to hope that Wednesday's fourth quarter uh, is, you know, not necessarily Ross turning the corner, but a sign that Ross is starting to find some consistency again, um, is starting to find that stroke and that rhythm again. Um, because, again, like we saw even Wednesday night, when Ross gets going, the Magic become a very, very different team and a much more dangerous team. 
The Magic will have a chance to work on a lot of these things over the next couple of weeks as they have a six-game homestand. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the keys and some of the things to watch for on the six-game homestand and, and how the Magic can really use it to kind of build themselves up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. It's March. You know, there's it, it, it feels like the new year is flying by. And we've all pretty much given up on our New Year's resolutions. Um, I have not been on mine. I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier. I'm trying to exercise a little bit more. I'm trying to go to sleep a little bit more. Trying to do all those things. And it's been tough. Um, life gets in the way. And, and we have to keep our resolve. And so Built Bar is here to help you keep your resolve by giving you the option for a healthy snack to get you the energy you need to get through your day and rebuild yourself. We all need that chocolate fix. Let's just let's just give let's just give in to that. Let's just understand that. And Built Bar is the perfect chocolate fix to get you going every single day. If you haven't tried Built Bar's puffs yet, you're missing out on some of their best tasting bars with the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they are a true treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow and banana cream pie. All the built bars, whether they're puffs or otherwise, are covered in 100% real chocolate. So you get that chocolate fix, but with none of the candy bar calories. Go to built.com, scroll the Marcos. You'll be macros, sorry, not Marcos. Macros, you'll be blown away by these high protein, low calorie bars. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They come in great flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors come out all the time. At Built Bar, they care about taste, and I can tell you that all these Built Bar flavors taste exactly like what they say they do. It is not some imitation. It tastes like a churro. It tastes like cookies and cream. The cookies and cream one is my favorite, by the way. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Orlando Magic tip off a six-game homestand. Oh, yeah. We told you they're going to get a ton of home games here to end the season. Magic only have one more road trip of more than two games the rest of the season. Um, so this final month of the season is going to be spent here at in Orlando at the Amway Center. So like I've been warning all year, don't be surprised if the Magic wins some games down the stretch. I warned y'all it was going to happen. They won on Wednesday. It was a nice win on, a back, on the second night of a back-to-back. There's more opportunities to win here coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, but this is not an easy homestand by any stretch of the imagination. Just going through what you're going to see over the next couple of weeks. Today, they'll face the Minnesota Timberwolves, a very good Minnesota team, very different Minnesota team than what the Magic saw uh, when they blew them out in the fourth quarter on uh, early in the season. Um, it's a very good Minnesota team. Um, I'm really excited to watch them play, actually. It's been a while since I've watched them, um, kind of with a closer eye. Um, 
They play Philadelphia on Sunday. Philadelphia it just got smoked by Brooklyn, but they're very, very good. Um, they play Brooklyn on Tuesday. They just smoked Philadelphia, who's very, very good. Um, they probably won't have Ben Simmons, but Kyrie Irving will be in that game. Um, they play, and we saw what Kevin Durant did the last time he came to Orlando. Um, they'll play Detroit on Thursday. Feels like a little bit of a breath breather, but Detroit's actually been playing very well of late as well. Um, then they'll play Oklahoma City, I believe, next Sunday. And then they close out the homestand one week from Tuesday against the Golden State Warriors. So really, you look at that, there's only two teams coming to the Amway Center in this six-game homestand who are not in the playoff race or not in playoffs position right now. The Detroit Pistons and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Everyone else is a very, very good team. And this is going to be a really good test for Orlando. I go back and think to the five-game homestand in January, though. That also looked like a very tough homestand. I think they got uh, – who, who came to town that, that, that year? I think Philadelphia was the first game of that homestand. They lost that. Then the Lakers came. That loss looks a lot worse by the day. Um, but then they had to play some really tough op- – they had to play some tough opponents to get some good wins. They ended it by upsetting the Dallas Mavericks and getting a 3-2 homestand. We all felt really, really good about things uh, at that time. But what that really, really cemented was the team's defense. And, and we've been talking a little bit more about the way the team's defense has been improving over the last couple of weeks. And, and I think a big part of that is the Magic have been at home and able to practice. This time at home has helped kind of solidify a, a lot of what this team's worked on, a lot of what this team wants to be identity-wise. You know, the pace certainly part of it, but the defense a big part of it too. Over the last 15 games, the Magic are seventh in the league, seventh or eighth in the league in defensive rating. Since the All-Star breaks are just six-game sample, the Magic have the best defense in the league. I don't think it's a coincidence that this is happening when the Magic have a lot of home games to kind of build themselves up and kind of reinforce the good habits that they want to build. That's something that's going to be in play here over the next couple of weeks because they play some really difficult opponents. I can sit here and say, you know, six games since the All-Star break, they played Houston. Good offense, but... Not a good team. They played, you know, Indiana twice. Indiana playing really well offensively, actually, and, and, and they struggled defensively in that second game. They played good def- defense in that first game. They played good defense for three quarters in that second game. Memphis, they got destroyed because Memphis is just a juggernaut right now. But Orlando's got a lot to prove. Um, you know, I, I I I know some people who don't like digging into stats with some of these tanking teams, especially kind of small sample size stats, because. They're tanking teams. The Magic are a bad team. Magic have the worst record in the league. You know, we're not hiding from that. We're not changing that um, or, or saying anything about that. The Magic overall for the season have the 20th best defense in the league. So they're not like killers on that end. But this is something they can build. And if the Magic can play good defense against Minnesota, against Philadelphia, against Brooklyn, the Magic can spend these next three games giving themselves a real chance. Because Phoenix game on Tuesday, that doesn't count without, without Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Played good defense, um, you know, giving up 102 points. That's really nice, but obviously not a team at full strength. Doing that against Minnesota, doing that against Philadelphia, doing that against Brooklyn, that would mean something. And this is a time to kind of build that momentum. Um, you know, I, I've said it a lot that my big goal for the season is to is to have kind of an outline of who this team wants to be and how this team wants to play. I also want to see them get some big wins at home. That was also one of my goals is, is – Get steal some wins against good opponents as proof of concept that you can beat these teams, that you can beat these, these, these games, that you can win these games. You know, I, I'm going to sit here and rack my brain a little bit, but 
what has been the best magic win of the season. Utah early in the year feels like a really good win. Uh, beating Denver was a really good win, um, you know, over a, a quality opponent. But, you know, they haven't beaten Philadelphia. Brooklyn, when they beat Brooklyn, they uh, – when they beat Brooklyn, it was everyone was decimated with, with health and safety protocols. They beat Chicago without Zach Levine. So, you know, again, good win. I'm not going to take that win away from them. They dominated that game. But, you know, Bulls were down a, a pretty heavy hitter. Um, you know, they, they haven't beat Miami. You know, that this win at Charlotte was nice, but Charlotte's not nearly the team that we all thought they, they were. Beating Dallas was a really good win. No Porzingis, but still a really nice win at home. That's probably, that might be their best win of the season at this point. Um, so again, you want to see the team grow. You want to see the team kind of finish the season strong. You want to see the team get a win that they can hang their hat on as kind of proof of concept of like, hey, we have the talent to beat good teams. And players have said, we're good enough to beat anybody when we play the way we're capable of playing. Prove it. Get a good win. And that's, I think, one of the should be one of the big goals of this homestand is to get a, a kind of bellwether win, a, a feather in your cap win here, uh, here in this moment. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how the Magic's defense holds up over the next couple of weeks because now I think we're going to find out how real that those those those, those kind of small sample size stats are and whether the Magic can adjust and play well. Being at home is going to help, kind of reinforce things, get some practice time. Um, but it's it's a, it's a big homestand nonetheless for the Magic. I, I don't think they have to finish 500 or above like they did the last homestand, but I do think they need to play well and, and prove that they're on or that they could play at the level of some of these really good teams that are coming into the Amway Center. I'll be at the game on Friday. We'll have complete coverage of the Magic's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves on uh, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as talk a little bit about it on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll talk plenty about the weekend games as well, but now that we're done, Make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmler, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore Omdine. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, it's been Philip Ross and Reich. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.